Okay, so I want to, I, I was talking to a young lady today, I'm not going to mention names, and I talked to many of you, who was telling me how blessed she was to be at her church. Um, because before she found a church, she would just sit in a room and read her Bible, pray, and spend time with God by herself. And she said, since I've joined my church, like the community, and she just closed her eyes and was like, the community. She, she, she valued so much the ability to partner with other people. And today we're going to kind of look at that. Today we're going to kind of look at um, how crazy old Neb is, right? Nebuchadnezzar is kind of out of his mind. Um, and we're going to look at the strength of Daniel, uh, the power of having friendships, and we're going to talk about having fear of God versus fear of man. So I got a lot of scripture, but I wanted to, I wanted to tell you a little, uh, since you guys are all personal with me today, I wanted to tell you a little testimony of my own. Is that okay? Can I get real with y'all? Can I be sentimental? If I, if I start crying, will you guys hug me? Okay, good. Okay, good. Because I, I need, oh, wait a minute. I'm kidding. Um, so I have four kids, you all know, right? Oh, by the way, my wife and lovely daughter are here. Everybody say hi. Hi. Aw, my wife is so cute. She's the best woman in the world. I told them not to make fun of your name, Karen. Um, so Karen and I have a, a boy, too, my little boy who's now stupid, big, um, scary. He scares me. He hurts me. Um, and when he was a little guy, he was, he was just a little guy, and, and we used to hold him and stuff, and he'd do this thing where you'd be holding him and talking, and he'd go, <laughs> and it's like, okay, weirdo, uh, right? And we were like, but that's so funny and kind of cute, but also, what? Right? There might be something going on. We're not sure. Um, and, and he kept doing this and doing this and doing this. And we'd set him in front of the TV. And he was just chill. He was a chill kid. And he would sit there. And, and he'd be kind of slumped over looking at the TV, usually naked with a little diaper on. You know what I mean? Just chilling. And, and you'd say, hey, Gray, Gray. And he wouldn't move. Like, what the heck? Is this kid? So we'd go up. And, and eventually, I'd get to him and say, Gray. And he'd turn around and laugh. So. We figured out that maybe something's going on. We took him to the doctor um, and had him tested, and he was having seizures. Um, he was having electrical misfires in his brain, and he was literally just out. And then would wake up again, and then be out again. And we took him to the special doctor. Obviously, you know, that's not the, the thing you want to hear. You know, my son, stinking cute little dude, right? Um, and my only boy. Um, so we took him to the doctor. We took him to a sleep guy. He put these stuff on his head and stuff on his chest. They glued stuff all over him. And they just let him go to sleep. And I always get this number long, wrong. Do you remember, Care? How many times? What's that? No, it was more than that. But anyway, it was a lot. Um, it, was, it, was, it, was almost as, <laughs> it was almost as many seizures as minutes that he was asleep. So, I mean, I guess eight is still a lot in 15 minutes. But I, we were like, what are you talking about? Like, what's going on in his head? He's like, listen, you know, I've been a neurologist for 28 years. I haven't seen a lot of cases like this. And we, we have a bigger trial thing where we'll take you into the hospital. There's only one room at the hospital that has this. And you have to be in there for, 
48 hours, and they put a little black backpack on the guy and tape, I think there was a hundred and some things they taped to his head, and you and your wife can sleep there with him, but you observe him, and we're monitoring him, and there's cameras in the room, and anytime you see him having a seizure, you just press the button so that we can record what's going on in this little guy's head. And we're like, yo, there's no way that's happening. And the guy's like, oh yeah, no, 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 and it's gonna happen quick. There's typically a waiting list, there's typically a, a long time, but we're gonna get you in quicker because I wanna find out what's going on with your guy. So I was like, yo, man, I don't give you permission to speak that over my son. Now that sounds crazy, right? That's the kind of person you'd be like, okay, pal, you know. Um, but I truly believe that God had a better plan for my son. Now listen, I, I, that's not always, you know, I don't know why it works out the way it works out sometimes, but this is what I did. And I, I went to my church, and our church every Wednesday night had this prayer meeting, and you could stand up and say, hey, we're praying for blah, 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 blah. would you guys join me in prayer? And people would pray for your issue. And so I'd, I went every Wednesday, I told them about my son, so and the pastor came over, you know, he put hands on my son and prayed over my son. We had people, good friends of ours, come over to the house praying for him in the crib. I, I would be up all night. How many dads do we have in the house? You know what I'm talking about. I was up all night like this God. I was reading scriptures about healing, reading scriptures about seizures. This, this can't be my son. But in, the, in fact, it kept happening. Kept, hap kept happening. And as the date's coming up, I'm like, what's going on, God? Like, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm now at this point, I'm in ministry. Uh, I gave my life to Jesus. I stepped away from my career in New York City. I'm doing everything that I feel like I, I, that, that, that God's asking me to do. And now you're going like, to let this happen to my son. So I'm a little angry. But I'm faithful. I'm, I'm praying. I'm believing. I'm doing this thing. I'm going into the New York City on, on a train. I, I commuted into New York City. And I'm, I'm reading my Bible. Which is different when you're going into New York City. You don't see a lot of people there just chilling, reading their Bible. And they have these seats that kind of, I'm facing this way and the person's facing this way and there's four people facing each other. And, and there's a guy over here and I'm just minding my own business, all right? I'm saved, but I'm just a little saved. So I still got a little temper, all right? So forgive me already. So the guy's like, yo, what are you reading? And I was like, the Bible. And he started laughing. And I was like... He goes, no, I know you're reading the Bible. What book? And I was like, oh, oh, uh, whatever. I told him what book I was reading. He goes, he goes, so what's going on with your son? I'm like, I was like, what do you mean? He said, I just feel like God told me that something's going on with your son. And uh, man, I see now I'm going to get emotional. This is this is raw still. He's you know, um, and I said, man, he's got seizures. He's got these crazy seizures. He's having them in his sleep. He's having them while he's awake. He's never going to be able to drive. They're saying he's never going to be able to function or operate any kind of machinery. He's not because he could kill somebody. He could pass out at any time. I don't know what this means for my boy. And he started laughing. So the old Randall, the old flesh said, yo, man, seriously right now? I'm opening up to you talking about my son. Are you going to laugh? And he was like, no, 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 I'm not laughing like that. I'm laughing because scripture says that, that God heals seizures. And I was like, praise God. And I'm believing for that, bro. And he said, I, I want you to do me a favor. And I was like, all right, what? He said, quit praying for your son. And I was like, you must be out your mind, man. What are you talking about? He goes, no, no, no. God's going to answer your prayer. So 
Okay, long story, but it, it'll make sense. I go to church. It happened to be Wednesday. I go to church. I stand up, and everybody's like, hey, let's pray for... And I was like, no, no, no. I want everybody to quit praying for my son. He's healed. He's healed. Now, when I left, he was still having seizures. So I stood up and said, listen, guys, I want you to stop praying. He's going to the hospital tomorrow, and there's not going to be any test results. I mean, he's not going to have any more seizures. This thing is done. God has already answered our prayers. And everybody's clapping and yelling and screaming like I got the news from a doctor. <laughs> and this is where it gets weird, right? So I, uh, I sat back down and was like, I just did that from a guy that told me to on the train, right? <laughs> like, oh, God, please forgive me. Um, forgive me. Can I start praying again? No. So long story short, we took him to the hospital, 48 hours, not a single seizure. The, the doctor of 28-year neurologist said, I've never seen this before. It's inexplainable, but your son has no seizures. They're completely gone. And I can tell you that, oh, let's clap for God in that, please. Yeah. And, and my son is a, a, you know, he's a giant, muscly beast, and he's super successful, and he's the smartest of us. He, he's, he's a math brain, he's, got, he's doing great, he's running his own business. And I say that to say, guys, I say that to say that God is faithful to those who are faithful. And I don't know, because I've prayed for my, my dad just died in, in February, at the end, beginning of March. And I prayed for him too, and, and God didn't heal him, okay? But, but I stood, in, 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 and it's kind of like what we're going to read today. It's, it's when you stand and say, listen, God, I, I trust in you, like in the video. I trust in you. Regardless of what happens, you're still God. Regardless of what happens, I'm going to stick to this manual, like the girl was saying in the video. I don't care if King Nez or whatever. That, that dude's weird, first of all, all right? <laughs> Homeboy's a little, you know what I mean? Yeah. When he said, Rusty Bow, I was like, okay, sweet sauce. Um, <laughs> but there's something about standing in our faith and, and, and trusting that God is going to show up and not giving authority to a man who condemned my son to a very limited life. But, but trusting in the man who sits in the throne, my papa, God, who says that the sick shall lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. And guys, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but my son was miraculously healed. So I, I just wanna, I wanted to share that with you tonight just to be a little bit vulnerable, but also to kind of let you know where I'm coming from. I, I worked in New York City for 15 years as a fashion photographer. I, I kind of hinted at it last night. I had, you know, I had a beautiful house. Um, this was a long time ago, and our house was like $800,000, and I had cars, and I had stuff in the city, and I could get into any club in the city. Not, you know, I'm, I'm a club dude, you know what I mean? I'm kidding. No, I'm not. I never took advantage of it, but I could. Um, and I, 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 had some, I had some stuff, right? I had stuff. Uh, my little Range Rover, I was doing Okay. I was traveling, I was doing all kinds of stuff, and, and I had this ridiculous encounter with a God, another story like I shared, which I'm not going to share, but I had this ridiculous encounter with a God, because I had been running from him for so long, and I did this Hail Mary, come on baby, find me in the end zone baby, threw it out there, and God responded with love. 
and showed himself to be real, despite my dysfunction. So I want to pick up. We, everybody good? Yeah. Uh, come on. When I say everybody good, you say, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Come on. You guys broke the rule already. Everybody good? Yeah. All right. I, I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay, we're going to pick up where we left off, okay? Daniel 1.3 um, says this. And I have a different version here, but I'm going to read from here. Then the king ordered Afpenza. You know, this is a little tip for you guys. If you just say the names quick, most people don't know how to pronounce them anyways, and you sound intelligent. So I'm just going to pass through. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Ashpenzas, <laughs> chief of court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, non, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Chaldeans, of the Balboans. Or Balboans, Wow. Come on, man. I'm going back to Rocky. Um, Babylonians. Um, <laughs> the first we can see, and we, we kind of gloss over, and in my text, I kind of hinted to this last night. I was used, I, my translation here is the New King James Version, and, and it says, to bring some of the children of Israel to the king's descendants and some of the nobles, and he had sent the master of the eunuchs. And, and guys, when we, when we say that Daniel was having a really rough time, I mean, he was having a really rough time. How many of you guys have had really rough times? Yeah? We, we, can all, we can all understand and identify with stuff that sucks. And, and, and especially, look, sometimes people don't give you guys credit for really experiencing heavy stuff because you're just a kid. But I've been a kid. I've been a kid. I still feel like a kid. Um, but... I know that you've been through some stuff. I know that the pain that you feel is real. I know that the broken hearts are, 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 are horrible. I know that the temptation, that, that the lies, the deceit, the rejection, all the stuff we go through that, you know, from our own parents, from family members, from our supposed friends, we, we can feel stuff. We, we get in these positions where we feel the weightiness, but, but Daniel, is having a really, really bad day. Because Daniel, again, was kidnapped. People were killed. He marches 800 miles to the city um, where it's really impressive and it's all crazy, but he's a slave. He's a slave. And, and, and this is the kind of dude that nothing bad kind of happens to. He's good looking. He's smart. He, he has royalty in his blood. Come on, somebody. He has a nice car, right? He's the one driving the Tesla at the school, right? He's doing all right. And all of a sudden, this carpet's pulled out from under him, and he's like, why are you taking me? And it seems like the very thing that would qualify him for, for success in life, the, the enemy wanted to strip it away from him. The enemy wanted to tell him, listen, I'm rewriting your story, and I'm going to write it according to my will and not your God's will. I'm going to write it according to my understanding, and, and you're going to follow everything I say. And we can find ourselves in this situation again and again. But, but not only has all that happened, but he gets castrated, yo. That's crazy. It's crazy. His identity is stolen. It's stripped away from him. They change his name. He'll never get married, have kids, continue his family line. It's all taken from him. 
We talked about this already, the, 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 the work of Babylon, the isolate, the brainwash, and then confuse your sexuality. And, and, and guys, you know about isolation. Somebody, anybody go through COVID, anybody? Anybody think you're gonna lose your mind? Anybody like going to school online and sitting there? Yeah, you did, all right, I see you, I see you. Um, but how many of you felt lonely during COVID? How many felt disconnected from your friends? How many wanted to uh, throw your parents out the window? All right, y'all sinning now. Y'all sinning, okay? I'm kidding. <laughs> so the king appointed them for a daily provision of the king's delicacy and the wine which he drank and three years of training for them. Sounds kind of like a big deal. Sounds like, you know, I'm eating from the king's table. He's going to pay for my college. Not so bad. And at the end of the time, they might serve before the king. And now among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave them names. He gave them Daniel, the name of Belthazar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. Abednego. Okay. Now, what's, what's crazy about this is, is you have to understand, like, like, one of the big things of identity in, in Jewish culture, if you were a young Jewish kid and somebody gave you a name, it's, it's almost like a prophetic wish over your life. It's like, this is what I want you to carry, okay? And, and, and what the enemy did, what the king did, is he said, listen, I don't want them to be written into their history. I want them written into my history. I don't want them to be servants of their God. I want them to bow down and worship my gods. So Daniel, his name means God is my judge. Hmm. Belshazzar means false god, Baal, Okay. You ever hear Baal, B-A-A-L? It's a, it's, a, it's a demonic god. Protect his life. This is what they wanted to call him. Yeah, yeah, okay. The, Yahweh is no longer your judge. Now you're under new authority. Now you do what he says. Now his power is your power. Hananiah means Yahweh is gracious, Okay. Shadrach means command of a coup, another demonic god, a moon god. Um, Mishael says, who is what God is? That's a weird name. I don't know. Their parents were drinking a little bit of wine. I don't know what happened. Meshach means who is what a coup is. So they took his name and said, no, 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 not your God, our God. And Azariah, Yahweh is my helper. His was servant of Nebo which was the chief god among the, the, uh, the Babylonian people. Hmm. See, the spirit of Babylon, this, this, this idea that, that people want to steal our identity. I, guys, this, I want you to kind of think about what, what's in the news right now. I, I, think, I want you to think about what's coming up politically right now. I want you to think about what you're encountering in school right now when it comes to identity where I get to declare what I am without judgment, and if you get it wrong, you hate me. Where people are given the permission to rewrite what Jesus called them to be. And I know this is a touchy subject. I don't want to offend anybody, but least of all, I don't want to offend my father. 
Because he said, I made the man and woman in Genesis, and he said he made them in his own image. So when we get that image thing stripped away, guys, we, we're, we're falling into this thing where, where, where these guys are falling in, where they're putting names on them. And I want you to know that it doesn't matter what somebody calls you. It doesn't matter what somebody puts on you. Loser, stupid, fat, skinny. You're no good. I never wanted you. I don't care what people put on you because that doesn't matter as much what is inside of you. And is inside of you when you accept Jesus Christ becomes the Holy Spirit who is the definer of who we are. He is the voice of reason. He is the comforter. He is the power that we have to walk and do the things that Christ did, to live like Daniel did. So I want you to be encouraged in that because I know it's tough. It's not what's put on you, but what is in you that matters. And this is why camps like these and youth groups are so important. It's why we love our youth leaders. Come on, clap it up for the youth leaders. Huh? Look to your right. Look to your right and say, you need me. Okay, good. A little creepy. A little creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, not, you know, stop it. Now look to your left and say, I need you. You all nasty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's just weird. That's just weird. I'm sorry. I wanted to make you feel uncomfortable. Somebody's on their phone. Mom, come pick me up. I'm not supposed to have my phone, but these people, they said, and then they need me, you know. Um, I don't want you to be afraid. But seriously, like weeks like these are equivalent to a whole year of school or a soccer team. Or why, why, why do we feel so spiritually connected to people when we leave these camps? Because we talk about real life. We, we confront the lies of the enemy and we focus our face on the Father, the author of truth, the author of understanding. We position ourselves in weeks like this to find people alongside of us that will stand with us when times get tough. This is exactly what Daniel did with these boys, you know, and, and, and what you understand, if you read scripture, if you read the book of Daniel, they never refer to themselves in their new name. They never refer to themselves as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel never says, hey, Shadrach. He says, hey, Mishael. Because they didn't, they allowed things to be put on them, but they didn't allow those things to define them. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of us, like the, the girl in the video that represents the Judeans, um, the one who ate, the, who burped and stuff, she's nasty. Um, you know, she had some diarrhea too, you know, it's not, I mean, that plate of nachos, bro, woo! Um, and that stuff wa washed up, I'm sure, that had to be rancid. Um, I just want you to picture that, picture it, a holy moment. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> this is what she did. You know, she's like, I, I, I want to fit in. I don't want to stand out. I just want to blend in. I don't want to make any waves. If somebody's doing that, I'm just going to stand alongside of them, maybe pretend I'm doing it so, so people don't think I'm a weirdo. Or maybe they talk a certain way and, and say certain words that I, I know it's not dignified or whatever. I, but, 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 I, but you have to understand, everybody says this. 
or maybe they, 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 they expose their eyes to stuff on, on the internet. And, 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 you know, I know it's wrong. I know it's, it's, it's wrong. I feel like it's wrong. But, but something about it, it's, it's something about it draws me to it. And, and this is what happens to us when we don't stand firm in our faith. This is what happens to us when we, when we pursue what is not of the Father. Man. 1 Peter 3, 13, 17 says, and who is this? Or, and who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats or be troubled, but sanctify in the Lord your God your hearts and always be ready to give a defense for everyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that when they, when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile you in your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed for it is better... Somebody say, it's better. No, you got to do the er. Okay. It's better. Good. I feel you. If it is the will of God to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Listen, we're all capable of becoming Babylonian when it gets hard. We're all capable for making the, the easy choice to fit in. But the spirit of, 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 the, of, of the God of the Babylonians was to topple, to train, to tempt you. God wants to, to send you, to strengthen you, to sustain you. There's such a vast difference in, in the realities of, of the kingdoms. This is a false kingdom, a demonic kingdom, modeling what it looks like in heavenly kingdoms, but they can't do it because they're so self-centered and prideful that he just sends people away, his, his staff to get slaughtered and slaughter their families and burn down their houses. This guy is nuts. Matthew 7, 24, 27 says, therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, it's like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, beat up against the house, and, the ra- and it fell with a great crash. Guys, sometimes what God is building for us, God, what God wants us to be alive in, what God wants to do in our lives, what, how God wants to use us to love other people and set us up for success in our obedience is washed away because we settle for the sand of relationships. And, and, you know, I'd say this to teenagers all the time. Who are you going to let tell you your worth? Some pimply-faced seventh grader? <laughs> you suck. You're fair. And you're like, well, you're all depressed. I mean, you serious? Do you know what God says about you? But you're going to give authority to this, this kid over here, this punk? Guys, it's where we build our house. Ah. And I talked about Romans 12 and the renewing of our minds. Not confirming to the things of this world, but renewing our minds. 
so that we're able to speak truth into the lives when we're faced with trials and persecution of different kinds. We need to know that it comes out of a relationship and not just a churchy Sunday or a youth group Wednesday or knowing about them where the worst thing wouldn't be, you know, we need to get to a place where the worst thing wouldn't be to disappoint my friends, but the worst thing to be would be to dishonor my God. And that's hard for people. You got to be willing sometimes to take one for the team. <laughs> you got to be willing like Daniel did in verse 8. This is, the, this is the key verse of all this. It said, but Daniel purposed his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not Somebody say, wait. Wait. Just when you thought it couldn't get worse. Now Daniel says, you know what? We're going to be vegetarians. Yeah, yeah. His friends are like, dude, we could at least eat the meat. Come on, man. I'm thirsty. Let's get some of that wine. I'm only 15. He said, no, we don't eat the meat. And what we don't know from, from, from the document in the Bible, but we know from historical documents that the, 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 the food that at the king's table first was offered on the altar as a sacrifice to the false gods. So the first dinner table that meat, that wine sat on, was a demonic altar. And then what was left came over to the king's table. And then what was left went over into the refrigerator. And here's the key. And Daniel said, I will not defile myself. And he stood up like they did. He stood up and said, listen, I'm not going to do that. Give me, give me an opportunity, he said. Just give me an opportunity. Let us eat just vegetables and water. And, and check back with us in a little bit of time. And if we're not better than anybody else, then we'll eat the meat. It's kind of like me standing up in the prayer and saying, quit praying for my child. He's going to be healed. Daniel took a chance. He took a risk. And his boys were right there. How many of you know it's so important that we have community? How many of you know the people sitting next to you are, could be the best friends you'll ever have in your life? How many of you know that you're going to experience God in such a tremendous way this week that you're going to share intimacy with them that, that nobody else will get to experience. Like Christ breaking into your situation. Christ resurrecting your, 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 your self-esteem, your hope, your joy. And, and, and many of you tough guys in the room tonight, by the end of, by, by Friday, you're going to be up here weeping on each other. Not caring about what anybody else thinks. Not caring if I look cool or if that girl's looking at me. Because what's going to happen inside you is a transformation. Just like it did for Daniel. You know what happened? He came back. And when he came back, the king looked at him and said, you're the healthiest of all of them. Everybody out eating the demon steak <laughs> looks like crap. They get a little pudgy. They look a lot like your guest speaker. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if I'm eating demon meat, but I eat a steak. I tear a steak up. Huh? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. And I'll hunt that thing down, too. I'm just kidding. But he said, not only are you impressive physically, but you're 10 times better than anybody else intellectually. So he took Daniel's faith. He took his, his boldness. He took his willingness to, to say, I'm not afraid of you. 
What I'm afraid of is disappointing my God because this reality is momentarily. It's a wisp of smoke, like Paul says. It's a blink of an eye or existence in this reality, but we live for eternity somewhere. And somebody tell me, everybody lives for eternity somewhere. So we have the opportunity to live like a Babylonian or a believer. Where are you going to stand? Because there's a God who's going to meet you in your faithfulness. There's a God that wants to encounter you. There's a God that wants to transform your lives and give you the most amazing lives that you can't imagine. Guys, I wish I, that when you see me tomorrow, just sit me down and say, tell me a cool story. I've got stories for days of, of, of the ways I've encountered God, places I've traveled in the world, people that I've held, uh, things that have happened. Like, God is amazing. I'm the biggest adventurer of my life, y'all. I'm 54, and I'm not anywhere near quitting. Like, I'm just getting started. Like, like God is stirring in me a passion and excitement. Like, I got things to do because my father's calling me to the next level. And I believe that, that my ceiling... My ceiling of experience can be your floor. Like, you guys are the next generation that get to stand up like a Daniel in a corrupt society and say, I choose Jesus. I'm not like everybody else. I'm not eating your meat. I'm not believing that. I'm going to stand in what I know to be true, and I'm going to worship a mighty God, and I'm going to live what a life that honors him. See, y'all making me preach. They're not going to ask me back. I'm just kidding. Ah. I want to read one more scripture. 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12 says, Dear friends, I warn you as temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from the worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful. Be careful to live property, m- properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Woo, come on, somebody. Do your neighbors know you're a Christian? Are you different? Do you stand out amongst your friend group because the way you live, because the way you love people? Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see that you're on your, you see your honorable behavior, and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. Y'all are on the missions field. In many ways, Daniel is a case study for the principles of living as a missionary in this world. We're not meant to live in this reality, but for a blink of an eye. Guys, this, is, this could be the beginning of the next step in your relationship with God. So I'm gonna, we're going to have fun tonight. Um, but I, listen, if I'm up here and I can't be real with you guys, if I can't challenge you, I'm wasting my time. I got things to do, but I came up here because I care about you. I believe in you. I, I need you. Like, I need this generation. I need strong men to stand up and say, I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I need women who are going to raise children to fear God and honor their bodies and keep pure and, 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 and raise generations of, of people that are going to conquer the world. Now, I'm not talking about a team of pastors. I'm talking about lawyers and doctors and police officers, moms and fathers and all of y'all living your life for Christ. Okay, I'm going to go now. Let me pray. I got to save some. You guys, you got me fired up tonight. Let's get a praise break real quick. One, two, three.
One, two, three. Come on. Okay, Father God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this evening. We thank you for this amazing group of individuals. We thank you for the life of Daniel. We thank you for, for, for the ability we have to understand what you've called us into and to choose you regardless of the circumstances, God, because we know that you're bigger and that we have our minds set on heavenly places. We're not, we're not afraid of what people think about us. We, we're more afraid, Father God, of, 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 of disappointing the, the love of our lives. Jesus, we love you. We give you the rest of this evening. We're going to have fun tonight, Father God. But I pray that you would move in the hearts and the minds of these young people. In Jesus' name, amen.